at every Greek restaurant I've been to in the, the States, they seem to want to set cheese on fire. And so is there actually a moment where they lit cheese on fire in Greece? Or is that just something we do here? No, we had no, we had no uh, flaming cheese in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast, brought to you by my path unwinding travel. Sam, it's time for another adventure, another adventure by Disney. I know. I'm so excited. I'm excited because I love talking about ABD, but I'm also excited because our guest today is actually the daughter of the our agency sponsor. So it's Karen Shelton's daughter, Leah. Welcome, Leah, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to talk to you. It's nice to like actually meet you, even though I feel like I, as we talked before the show, I feel like I know you already because of all the pictures that Karen posts of you guys out on your different adventures, whether it be on, you know, Virgin Voyages, on ABD, or on Disney Cruise Line. I just, yeah, I feel like I know you already. And likewise, just from listening to you guys all the time, it's my favorite <laughs> favorite <laughs> podcast. Well, Leah, we love to start our show getting folks' Disney backgrounds. And so I would love to hear your background with Disney in general, sailing on Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so grew up going to the parks. We actually lived in Florida for a little while um, in Tampa, not too far from Orlando. So I had my fourth birthday party at Disney World with the princesses, actually. That's pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was great. And then we moved around a bunch. But once we were back on the East Coast, went to the parks a bunch. And our first Disney cruise was actually in the Mediterranean on the Magic. And that was almost an accident. Not, I mean, not really, but we wanted a seven-day cruise because we couldn't do longer than that. And we wanted to be in the Med. And Disney was the only cruise line that was offering seven-day in the Med. So that's kind of what got us hooked on the Disney cruise. Once we started, we couldn't go back. Been to the Caribbean with DCL a bunch. I've done 10 cruises total. Um, many, many on the fantasy, magic twice, once on the dream, and never been on the wonder or the wish. Oh my I goodness. I know you guys love the wonder, so <laughs> we I'm love have to the get wonder. On there. I yes. know. And we really love the wish too, to be perfectly honest. Like you haven't been on basically our favorite two ships, but you have been on the fantasy a lot. So I'll forgive you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and you've also been on ABD before. Is that right? Our first one was Central Europe. I think it was 2014 or 2015. They changed the itinerary a little bit now, but it was Prague, Austria, and Germany at the time. Um, and then I've done Costa Rica, Southwestern US, and most recently just got back from Greece. Amazing. That's like such good and varied experience on Adventures by Disney. You haven't done a river cruise yet, though, am I right? No, and I've heard great things from my parents about and um, I hope to get on one soon because it seems like a great time. Oh, yeah. We're we're very excited for our Adventures by Disney River Cruise this December. Um, we have kind of a crazy vacation planned for Christmas break, but We'll talk about that on a future show, but we're so excited to talk about Greece. Whose idea was this to do the Adventures by Disney in Greece? Was it your mom sort of the, as the driving force or was it you, your brother, your dad, or did all of you want to go to Greece? 
So we definitely all really wanted to go. This was kind of in the works for a while. Um, we had a Greece cruise planned for summer of 2020, actually. We canceled it even before COVID just because of crazy life things happening with my brother and I. So we'd been wanting to go to Greece for a while. We were looking at Adventures by Disney and we actually planned this trip with my grandparents. My dad's parents came with us. They love to travel, but we were looking at different itineraries that would be good for everybody involved. And this one actually had a bit more downtime than some of the other ones did, like free time in the afternoon. So we thought that it would be good and they agreed so that you know they could go back to the hotel and rest for a bit. We could go back out and explore and just kind of cater to all the different needs of the group. Yeah, we hear that, you know, ABD is great for that sort of multi-generational type of travel where you've got somebody planning out your itinerary, but you've got options for the more strenuous traveler and options for maybe the less strenuous and more casual, you know, the person who doesn't maybe want to hike up a mountain or something like that. So definitely. Yeah. And we had all different levels in our group, but my grandparents were champs. I mean, we had a volcano hike and they were leading the pack. They hiked all the way to the top of that volcano. We were so impressed with them and they they did amazing. Now you start off this tour in Athens and it looks like you're there for a couple of days. Um, Yeah. How long were you in Athens on the tour? So we were there for, I think it was three nights because we were there on a pre-night as well. So we flew in. We usually like to do this just to get adjusted to the time change and get settled. So we flew in the night before the um, tour officially started. And that was good to just get settled. And then we were there for, I think, two more nights after that. Nice. And do you know how many people were on the tour about? I think we had about... 35, I think was the, was the total. Um, it wasn't completely full, but it was, it was up there. Yeah. It felt like a good size group for sure. You mentioned your own sort of multi-generational family, uh, you know, adventure here. What was the demographic like on the trip? You know, did, were there any young kids? I see some reference to like junior adventure activities on here. And I'm just curious, like what was the age range like for the trip itself? Yeah. So we actually were on an adult only adventure. So the first two of the season and some at the end as well are adult only. Um, now that my brother is, he's 20 now, but this is our first adult time where we're all adults. So we chose to go with the adults only. So there were about, I think, six or seven of us that were around my age. So, you know, low to mid 20s or so. And then a bunch around my parents' age. There were a lot of moms and daughter pairs that were traveling together and then some older couples as well. What did you guys decide to do before the tour started when you arrived in Athens and where did you all stay? So we stayed at the hotel that we were going to be staying in for the Athens portion of the trip. ABD helps you book that. So even though it's before the tour officially starts the itinerary, you're still on the ABD. Like They're helping you book that. They were there the next day when we checked in. They knew we were all with this. The transportation from the airport to the hotel was through Adventures by Disney. So even though we were there early, it was still all like part of the trip. As for what we did on the pre-night or the pre-day, I guess. My family are big foodies. 
we love food. And we didn't yet realize that this entire trip would be revolving around food. I mean, really, all we did was eat. Like that was, I mean, we did other stuff too, but it felt like all we did was eat. (laughs) I mean, at least two of the, so like on the ABD site for each city, they have like a hero image, right? And at least two of these hero images are like food related. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that sums it up. (laughs) So we decided to do a food tour of Athens on that day that we were there on our own. It was a street food tour um, in the afternoon. I think it was about three hours and we had a local guide take us around. I think there were eight or 10 of us in a group. So it was pretty small. And we just walked all around the area that was really close to our hotel. We we had to walk like three or four blocks to get to the meeting location. And then everything on the tour was in that area. So it's a really good introduction to not only the food that we were going to be close by, but also the shopping and the attractions that are all right there. Um, so this is a good way to kind of get our feet wet in the Athens scene. And we had so much good food. And then we had to go and go to the welcome dinner after that. <laughs> <laughs> we had more food. So that was just the theme of the day. But it was it was a great time. So what were the highlights of the street food? Like what kinds of things could you uh, could you eat on that tour? So we started with spinach pie and cheese pie. It was right across from our hotel, this little stand. And they're just she's handing out, you know, little pieces of it. It's so good. We had souvlaki, which is cubes of roasted meat. I think we had pork. They also had chicken and it's in a pita wrap and they stuff French fries in it, which is the best part. Um, oh, good. The French fries in the wrap. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> so good. We had this special type of pizza and it was, it looked like a boat, like a boat shaped pizza that was filled with just really yummy stuff like uh, this, I think a veal sausage and bechamel sauce. That was so good. And then what else did we have? We had, there's a Greek uh, bread ring that's, it kind of looks like a stretched out bagel with sesame seeds. That was really good. And then we had lukamates, which are Greek donuts. They're like little balls of fried dough with honey. And then she was like, okay, now we have dessert. <laughs> like, wait, I thought the donuts are dessert. We just had the donuts. No, those were snacks. That was not dessert. So then we go to the dessert place. We have baklava and ice cream and orange cake and some liqueur that they gave us. It was amazing. Yeah, oh, that sounds so good. I, I could definitely eat my way through Athens for sure. I feel like the food there is really good. What were your impressions of of Athens? I'll tell you this. I I was there, but it was now 20 years ago. And I felt, I don't know, it was a little uncomfortable because the shopkeepers were really, really pushy. And I wasn't really used to that at that time. I think I've gotten a little bit more used to that now, now having been to several places in the Caribbean where they're quite pushy like that. But curious as to your impressions of Athens as you're walking around and doing this food tour and kind of checking out what shopping's available near the hotel. Yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised with Athens. I don't think I had a negative perception of it necessarily going in, but I didn't entirely know what to expect. And when you're driving from the airport, you're driving through all these more industrial areas. And Athens itself is huge. They don't let any buildings be taller than the Acropolis. It's really spread out and just sprawling massive. But then we get to the area by our hotel and we were right by the shopping district. There's this street called, I think it's Aramu Street, and it has a bunch of really nice uh, shops. And there's all those restaurants that are right around that area, rooftop bars that have great views of the Acropolis. We were right by the um, parliament building that had the changing of the guard. 
there was also the uh, gardens are right there. So that's a really nice kind of oasis in the city. We got to explore that a bit too. So yeah, definitely pleasantly surprised. The one thing that we were warned about and hope, uh, thankfully we didn't have any negative experiences with this is that the pickpocketers in Athens are really, really skilled. And I had my uh, crossbody bag just right in front of me at all times. So just have to be careful about that. We were, our guides warned us about that, but it was all good. Yeah. I feel like most major European cities like that, though, you've got to worry about pickpockets, not just going into your pocket, but cutting the straps of your purse and running with your bag and things like that. Right. So- and they did tell us that they weren't going to like jump you, that they wouldn't come and take stuff out of your hand. It would just be like, you know, when you're not looking. So it's not dangerous per se. It's just you got to be aware of your surroundings. So, so let's talk about the 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 actual ABD, you you meet your guides when you check into the hotel. Is that typically how it works? Or do you meet your guides for the first time at the welcome dinner? So since we were there a night early, our guides were not there when we first got to the hotel. But the next day, they were in the lobby all day. So people that were arriving for the first time that day got to meet them when they checked in. And we made a stop downstairs to say hi to them. And funny enough, Chris, who was one of our guides, was actually our guide on our Southwest US ABD. It was my senior year of high school. And he remembered us and we ran up to him and we were like, hi, Chris, I don't know if you remember us. Of course, of course. I do. So that was really cool to have him again because he's just incredible. And then our other guide uh, was Mary, who was the local guide. She's from, from Greece. So, and they're just a great pair. They've worked together for a long time, and you can tell that they just have that teamwork and work really well together. Oh, that's awesome. That's so fun to have. It's like, you know, it's like when you get onto one of the ships and you've had, you know, the same waiter or the same concierge host or something like that. And you're like, oh, it's like, you know, being back with family again. That's really, really fun. Yeah, definitely. And he'd actually moved to Athens. He um, met a girl there and got married and has two kids now. And I mean, he has a whole new life from when we last saw him. So it was just incredible to hear about and get reunited. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Okay, so the welcome dinner. Tell us what is that like? Are you? I, I imagine you're. That's the first time you're meeting everybody else who's in your tour group. And, and sort of what's the? You know, we haven't been on an ABD before, so assume our listeners have not been on an ABD before. What sort of is is the point of the welcome dinner? So the main point is just to meet everybody kind of a little bit icebreaker and um, get to know the people that you're going to be spending the next 10 days with. We met in one of the hotel ballrooms that was downstairs and had a glass of champagne. And Chris and Mary just we all went around the room and introduced ourselves. So they kind of facilitated that. Every family or couple introduced themselves where they're from, what their, you know, ABD background is, why they wanted to come to Greece. So that was to hear everybody and what brought them here. And then we went upstairs to the rooftop where we had an amazing dinner. Of course, we were, you know, so full from the food tour earlier, but we're like, okay, we can eat again. We can eat again. We'll make room, you know, it's just what you do. Exactly. So yeah, we were seated at two long tables upstairs. So it was kind of everybody together. We had a big group. There were eight of us traveling together, me and my brother, my parents, my grandparents, and then our other family friends, a couple from Washington, actually. And But we kind of mixed it up a little bit so we could meet some new people. And I got to chat with some of the girls that were my age, which was fun, and just had a great dinner. And then had to rest up because we had a full day of touring ahead of us for the next day. Yeah. 
Yeah. So let's dive into, you know, touring in Athens. I imagine there's a lot to see in Athens. And you guys, you said you spent the night there for a couple of nights of the ABD. Um, Did you guys venture out of the city or mostly stay in the city? And what, what did the tour include when you were sort of stationed in Athens? So the first full day of the tour was in the city. So we went to the Acropolis first thing in the morning. That was right off the bat. And we were there in early May, so it was not hot yet. In fact, it was a little bit chilly when we went to the Acropolis. We were in jackets. But in the later summer months, when it gets really, really hot and there's no shade, that is entirely by design to be the first ones up there, some of the first ones up there. But we were thankful for it too, just to beat the crowds because um, getting up there, you know, there's, there's a couple groups, but compared to when we were going back down at the end of our time there, there was swarms of people coming up. So glad to not be a part of that. So yes, we made our way to the Acropolis. We kind of hiked up. Mary talked to us all about the history there. And she's just a machine. I mean, Chris called her Mary the machine. She spits out historical facts like it's nothing. I mean, it is so (laughs) impressive. You could ask her anything and she just has the answer right off the top of her head. It's amazing. So she chatted with us for a little bit just about the history. And then we got some time on our own to walk around. And Chris was taking family photos of everybody, which was really nice. And then after that, we headed back into the town area and got to walk through the food market there. So that was a cool sight, just seeing all of the chaos of that area. Um, Lots of meats and fish and who knows what stuff. I didn't even know what it was. Just (laughs) Just walking through. (laughs) Got to try some snacks because, of course, you know, we can't go more than an hour without having food on this tour. So (laughs) nuts and fruit. And this was our first time trying Raki, which is a Greek uh, liquor. It's like 80 proof liquor, um, oh not for the faint of heart. <laughs> so this is our first time trying it, but it would come up. It's going to come up many times again later in this trip. <laughs> um, but then we kind of meandered our way through the streets and uh, went to lunch. You know, of course, more food, <laughs> and had a great lunch um, at this local taverna that was there and kind of relaxed, hung out, got to chat with some more new people that we met um, in our group. And then that was it for the official touring part of the day. So we finished up around two-ish. Oh, nice. And then it was up to us how we wanted to spend the rest of the day, you know, go back, relax or explore. So we chose to go to the um, archaeology museum in Athens. That was, I think it was, oh, the bus came and picked us up actually from the restaurant, which was nice. We could have walked back, but they dropped us off at the museum because there were a bunch of people that wanted to go. So that was kind of a, a nice little gesture that ABD did for us. And spent some time there, walked back to the hotel, and then had some drinks on the rooftop. I think at that point, my mom and I didn't even eat dinner that night because we were so stuffed from the whole day. We were just such a big late lunch. But the boys went down the street and found some uh, Euro place a couple blocks down that they had dinner at. Yeah. 
Now with ABD, we know like sort of the, ex- I'll call them excursions, but your, your sort of daily tours, whether that's with your guides or whether or not they bring in an extra guide to talk about something specific, that's all included. Of course, your time, your leisure time, whatever you do in your leisure time is not included. But were the meals for the most part included in the ABD tour as well? Yes. So breakfast was included every day. All of the hotels had an amazing buffet breakfast, tons of traditional Greek breakfast food and American stuff as well. You could always get scrambled eggs or bacon or whatever you wanted there. Lunch or dinner was always included and sometimes both. Usually it was one or the other, but sometimes they would both be included and then the other one would be on your own. But really, I mean, a lot of times when lunch was included and dinner wasn't, it was because the lunch was so big that you probably didn't need more than a snack for dinner and you would be fine. But there were opportunities for meals on our own and ABD did a great job. Our guides did a great job of giving us recommendations for places to go, directions of how to get there and helping us even set up reservations. Like when we were in Santorini, they helped us with that, which was really nice. As far as activities, like after touring, other things that we would want to do, Usually that was on our own. However, in Athens, one of the museums, we actually didn't get to it, but the New Acropolis Museum, which we've heard amazing things about. Apparently it's won awards for the best museum in the world or something like that. They gave us tickets to that that we could use at any time when we were there. So Ah, that was was probably included with your admission to the actual Acropolis itself or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's in a separate area, so I'm not really sure exactly how that works, but um, just a nice gesture on their part to, you know, if that was something that we were interested in doing. Yeah. And Sam, to your question about meals, it looks like 20 meals are included across the 10 day trip. And it looks like four dinners and two lunches didn't make the cut. And you got to remember on the first day, you get a dinner, but nothing else. And on the last day, you get a breakfast and nothing else. So most of the meals are covered for sure. Plus, there's probably some days where you're going the entire day. And so they kind of have to include both the lunch and the dinner because you're just kind of go, 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 go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was generally the theme is that if we were touring with them the whole day, which didn't happen super often on this trip, but if we did, then it was we were together the whole time and they fed us as well. Yeah. Okay. So we finished out your first day in Athens. I've seen the the pictures uh, that your mom posted. And so I am I can I'm envisioning the drinks on the rooftop because the drinks on the rooftop, there's lots of pictures of you all having drinks on that rooftop. I think. Yes, that was this most beautiful rooftop. I mean, it had the perfect view of the Acropolis. There was a pool, great drinks. So we just hung out up there. We saw lots of other people from our group and watched the sunset and had some cocktails and it was a great time. Awesome. Awesome. Let's talk about the other highlights from Athens. We'll we'll probably go on forever if we go exactly day by day, but what are some of the other like awesome sites you guys got to see while you were stationed or, or centralized in Athens? So on the second day in Athens, we actually took a drive out I think it's still technically considered Athens, but it's the furthest point on the Cape to Cape Sunion. And it took us about two hours to get there, but so worth it. It's where Poseidon's Temple is. And so we were up kind of on the point of the Cape. Amazing views. It was a beautiful, clear day with blue skies and you could see the harbor. Uh, On our way back, we stopped and went on the little beach and just put our toes in the water so we could say that we stepped in the Aegean for, for a minute. 
Um, it was very cold, but <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> and then we had an amazing seafood lunch on the coast, just overlooking the water there. So that, that was a really nice, relaxing day. The previous day had been, you know, kind of full. We had done a lot. And so this was really nice to just take in the views along the drive and have a leisurely lunch. And that was, it was really nice. Now, what did you all get up to on uh, day three? Is that we're still in Athens or are you transitioning at that point to, I don't even know the order if it was Crete or Santorini first, I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah, so that was a travel day. So we were up. That was probably one of our earliest days leaving the hotel. I think we had to leave around 7.15 and drive to the airport to fly to Santorini. So this is, we're going to the normal Athens airport, but we're with our guides and the whole group going together. So they just really facilitated the whole thing in terms of the line with checking our luggage and making sure we all got through together. And it was just a super quick little hopper over to Santorini, maybe like 45 minutes tops. You go up and you go right back down. We landed in Santorini, got off, got our luggage and got on the bus, went straight to a winery. So that was a great welcome to Santorini and had a great lunch, of course. (laughs) First, glad the lunch was before the wine tasting. That was um, a good... Yes. So um, the people at this winery, I mean, we were the only ones there. So it was just all for us. They welcomed us in. We tasted the wines. And then this was another best day ever because we got to stomp grapes in the grape stomping pit. Oh, that's so cool. It was the best thing ever. Seriously. Like I did not know how fun this could be (laughs) until I did it. And yeah, we just got in there with our bare feet. And (laughs) I mean, I don't think they used this juice for probably not wine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> probably not it's not really sanitary <laughs> no not really but it was still really fun and some people got in and out but my mom and i were just having the best time and our guide chris came in and joined us and he was like we can't get out until we stop all, all, stomp all the grapes so we said okay so we stayed in there and we stomped all the grapes and so much fun that was one thing that they said nobody else gets to do that. That's just that's just EBD. So you come to that winery without EBD, you're not stomping any grapes. <laughs> and that's the best part, in my opinion. So <laughs> I love it for the for Santorini. What was your hotel like? Was it sort of similar to the one in Athens? I imagine you're staying at pretty nice places on Adventures by Disney for the most part. I would assume. Yes. So the Santorini Hotel out of the three was definitely the one that I would rank probably the lowest, but that doesn't mean it was bad per se. The rooms just could have used a little bit of updating. But Santorini is tough because it's a lot of small boutique, maybe not as family-friendly hotels. So this is a larger property. The rooms are big and bathrooms are big. You know, it's there's lots of space. You have amazing views on both sides of the caldera, which is like it's where the crater was from the volcano that erupted to make Santorini. And then the Aegean on the other side. So there's you have water on both sides, incredible pools, um, great location. It's only about 10 minutes walk from Vera, which is the downtown kind of uh, shopping restaurant area that we were closest to. And we really did not spend very much time in that hotel at all because we were there for two nights and both days we were out and about super busy. Cool. Well, what, what else did you guys get up to in Santorini? So the next day in Santorini was the uh, volcano boat day, which we had been looking forward to this. The guides had hyped us up for this day. They said this is the best day. We had to leave pretty early from the hotel, but we went to this volcano, which is just a short 
boat ride across the way from where we left. And we were the first ones there. So nobody else was on this. It's like a little island with the volcano at the top and um, hiked up. It was not a super strenuous hike, but not super easy. But my grandparents did it. So if that kind of gives you, you know, they're they mobile, but it's definitely like not super, <laughs> super hard. So it probably took us about 30 minutes to get to the top. We got up there and this is just the best thing. Chris, our guide, had us just take a moment at the top and just of silence and staring at the view and reflecting. We were all kind of in tears a little bit because it was just beautiful. And it was really nice to just have that moment of gratitude of being all there together and really special that he did that. And we were able to have this moment because if we had gone any later, there were hordes of people coming up and we wouldn't have been the only group at the top. So, and then it was my parents' wedding anniversary that they were celebrating. <laughs> they got champagne. That they and There was another couple who was also celebrating their anniversary. So they popped some champagne at the top of Volcano and did a little toast up there. So that was another thing that, you know, they just are very thoughtful. And if you're celebrating anything, they find ways to make that special for you on this trip. Now, I think your mom had told me that like, if you needed anything on an ABD, like a Band-Aid, some Neosporin, an Advil, whatever, like the guides are have these backpacks. They're like magical backpacks that they just pull stuff out of. Did you sort of see or experience any of that on, on your ABD? Um, not stuff like that necessarily, but I mean, they really are like Mary Poppins, like they have everything. And if they don't have it, they will go get it for you. Like we've heard stories of people being sick on getting sick on an ABD and their guides running to the pharmacy to get them cold medicine. Or one of the best things is when you're traveling in Europe, a lot of times the bathrooms require coins to get in and they always have them anytime. You never have to worry about that when you're with them. So they're, we're standing outside and either they pay the attendant up front and you just walk in and you say, we're at Disney and they're covered, they're good. Or, you know, if you have to actually put the coin in, they have plenty of coins for you whenever you need it. Now, it looks like you round out the day in Santorini with a swim in the sea where they're interestingly enough suggesting you need dark colored swimsuits because might be discolored due to minerals in the water. Did did you get to take a, a dip in the sea? I did. Yes. So just prefacing this with it was a slightly cooler day, I would say. Low to mid 60s, not super sunny. And it's early May. So the water is freezing. But they tell us, okay, uh, we're, we're going to this warm spring. We're not going to call it a hot spring, but it's a warm spring from the volcano, naturally warm water. However, to get there, because the boat can't pull up right to where the, the spring is, you have to swim about 100 yards through cold water. <laughs> oh, God. So out of our group of, you know, about 35 people, not many takers for this part of the day. And that's okay. It's, you know, choose your own adventure. Everybody can do their thing. But all four of us, so my brother and I and my mom and dad um, did it. I was shocked. I convinced my mom to go in. Uh, I think she only went because I went. <laughs> and she said, <laughs> when I jumped in the water, she didn't hear me scream. So she assumed that meant that it wasn't that bad. Well, the reason I didn't scream is because I couldn't really breathe. Cause Cause the water took yeah, because the water took your breath away. Yeah, because it's that cold. So, but it was so worth it. I mean, it was so fun to do that. And once you swim, it does get warmer, not super warm, but you get to this area and there's little pockets of warm water and they have um, this orange mud in the spring there that's supposed to have like 
healing properties for your skin, you know? So <laughs> that's what they say the dark swimsuit is for. And also just the water over there, it is kind of orange colored. So if you have a white swimsuit or something, it might stain it a little bit. My fingernails were painted painted white and they they came out a little yellow after. <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, but that's okay. Yeah, but it was really, it was so fun. And then you have to swim back through the cold water to get back to the boat. Oh my goodness. Would you like a chance to sail with the DCL Duo? Well, we have an opportunity for you. That's right. Next June is going to be our first ever inaugural DCL Duo podcast cruise. And we have a fun lineup of stuff on its way for that sailing. We're going to be on the magic for a three-night Bahamian sailing out of Fort Lauderdale on June 19th next year, 2024, with a stop at Lighthouse Point, one of the first sailings to go to Lighthouse Point. We are so excited to welcome all of you you, our listeners and fans out there to join us on this sailing. We've got some special things we want to do, including potentially an onboard recording of the podcast, which will just be so much fun. If you are interested in sailing with us, we would love to meet you. We always love to meet and interact with our listeners. So if you're interested, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. That's mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. Let them know you're interested in this sailing. We have a room block reserved, which means you've got opening day pricing locked in for some of our remaining rooms. So head over there, check it out. We'd love to see you on board with that. Thanks to My Path Unwinding Travel for sponsoring the show. And now back to the episode. Well, the next day you are off to Crete, which is, uh, you spend a significant amount of time in Crete on this trip. Uh, How did you get over to Crete? And uh, what did you get up to on the first day you were there? So we took the high-speed ferry, not the super high-speed ferry. I guess that's the difference. But we went down to the port where we had left on the boat day the previous day. And we actually went in the evening. So we still had another bit of time during the day in Santorini. We went to um, one of the sites of... They call it like the Pompeii of Santorini. It's where um, the site, the excavated site from the volcano explosion. And we had some time to take pictures with the Blue Dome churches in Ia, which is that famous picture that you see always when you think of Santorini. So then we made our way. They gave us a box dinner to eat on the ferry. And this was... The part I am so glad we were with ABD for this ferry because even still, it was so chaotic and they prepped us for it a little bit. They said it's going to be chaos getting on this ferry because they do a super quick turnaround from when the previous ferry comes in to when the next ferry goes out. And just just be prepared because people are going to, there's a lot of people and they may not have the same idea of personal space that you do. Okay. <laughs> so we're sitting in this uh, cafe near the port and they had us be the last group on the ferry, which at the time we didn't really understand, but it made sense because we we're when we were getting on, the ferry people are yelling at us, go, go, go. And you feel like oh you're running gosh. and the doors are closing. And it's a little bit, it's a little bit chaotic. It's stressful. They, you know, did a good job of corralling us and keeping us together and holding the paddle of power in the air, <laughs> um, the orange paddle that says ABD to follow that. And then because we were in the back of the group, when we turned right around, we were right by the stairs to go upstairs to business class, which is where our seats were for the ferry. So that's when it all made sense. Okay, that's why we um, got on. And also, they took care of our luggage for us. So we didn't have to run on this ferry with all these people with big luggage bags and people that were traveling without 
a group just have to somehow haul oh, they have to themselves. call their own luggage yeah yes so that was a really nice perk so yes we took the ferry over it took us about two hours i think to get from santorini to crete got off got on the bus i think that was around 8 p.m that we got there and we're at our hotel by nine and just went to sleep and that was that was the end of that day. So it's just, you know, mostly Santorini and then travel to Crete. Um, but we were so happy. This hotel in Crete was incredible. So they definitely saved the best for last. Oh, what was great about this hotel? So it's a resort on the coast. So it's like on the beach, incredible walls, great restaurants, just beautiful amenities all around close to the town of Alunda, which is we could go in there for dinner on our own, explore a little bit, but mainly the property itself was just really, really nice. Awesome. So what did you guys get up to in Crete? So our first day in Crete, we went to the island of Spinalonga, which was formerly a leper colony. So this was really interesting. There's actually a book called The Island, which was written about, it was inspired by the history of this place. So my parents had, or my mom had started reading the book before we went there. I, after we went, started reading it and finished it. Super, super interesting, really tragic, but very cool to get to go there and see the history there. So we took a little boat, a short little boat over to the island, spent some time there learning about the history and exploring all around. It's completely abandoned now. Nobody lives there anymore. And it used to be colonized by the Turks. Like there was, there's a lot of ancient history there as well. And then they built the, the leper colony on this, on this island. So we spent the morning there. That was another time where we were some of the first ones, or we were the first group on the island. So we got to explore and that made it even more, I think, a little eerie just because it, it felt so empty and knowing the history about the place and it just being us there. So that was, that was a really cool experience to have, really interesting. And then we made our way over to the town of Plaka, which is right there. And I mean, it's really so close to this island. When I was reading the book, they were talking about how the people who lived on the island, who were essentially, you know, exiled there, prisoners on this island, could see so close the life that was happening in Plaka, just right, right in front of them and not like their family, their friends that were there. So just getting to experience that and being like, oh my gosh, okay, we're here and we can see this town and then we're in the town and we can see the island and just how close they are to each other. That was really moving to be able to like experience that ourselves. So in the, uh, in the town of Plaka, we just had a bit of time to ourselves to explore, shop, eat, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, yeah, there were amazing seafood restaurants. We're right on the water. We went to one of them that Chris and Mary had recommended. We actually saw them there eating. So we're like, okay, we know. <laughs> you know, it's this good. Really, it's the tour guides are the eating good there. Place. Exactly. Exactly. We picked out a whole fish that they had just caught that morning. They grilled it for us. Just like super simple salt, lemon, but it was so good. Got lots of meze. They call it like tzatziki. We had tzatziki pretty much at every restaurant we went to um <laughs> it's it's like a greek you, do you guys know about it yeah it's yogurt cucumber yeah yes, cucumber yes. Dip. so we had to try it everywhere to compare oh, of course <laughs> we had some raki of course <laughs> which they just bring out complimentary the thing about restaurants in greece is they 
really want to make you feel welcome. And it's a lot about the hospitality. You ask for your check at the end of the meal. The first time you ask for it, they say, okay. And they bring you a platter of fruit and desserts that you didn't order. It's all complimentary. <laughs> and then you say, okay, you know, can we, can we have the check? They say, okay, okay. And then they bring you over the rocky with shot glasses. <laughs> and then you have to have the rocky. And then you say, okay, can we really have the check? And then they'll bring you the check. Oh but my you really God. have to ask. Because <laughs> they, you know, in America, I feel like you just start finishing your meal and they bring you the check. They're like, right. get out of here. Bye. Right. They're like, Let, we're going to turn over the table so we can get another group of people to turn exactly, over the table. It's not like that in Greece. They really, it's welcoming. They want you to have an experience at dinner and lunch. So that was great. How does one not gain like 10 pounds in 10 days <laughs> <laughs> with all that? That's the question. But honestly, a lot of it, see, we ate so much and we ate so often, but the food is very fresh. It doesn't feel super heavy. A lot of, you know, fresh vegetables and seafood and the yogurt dips and olive oil. And a lot of times the dessert is just fresh fruit or fruit with yogurt, maybe a little bit of ice cream or maybe a small piece of baklava, but it's not super rich and heavy like some other places. So I think that I think that helped. I mean, we still were very full. All the time. <laughs> well, that Mediterranean diet, right? They do. There are people who eat the Mediterranean diet to lose weight. So there must be there's something there with that, right? There's something. And we were not I mean, we were not counting calories on this trip. You know, we were just enjoying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just having a good time. It's all part of the experience. I'm super curious. Like we, I forget the name of the liquor that you mentioned up front that would factor into this trip. But Ricky, what I haven't heard Ricky, is... R- R- Rocky, 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 she's saying, yeah. Rocky. Yeah. But I haven't heard any mention of Uzo. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like that's the that's the thing that they have at all the Greek restaurants is the Uzo. Did, did you have any Uzo? We did. So on the food tour, that first day that we were there, we had some Uzo with our dessert stop. So that we had some there. I think maybe one other place. But yeah, it was very interesting because we kind of thought that that would be more present, but it was really this Rocky and the Uzo. I mean, it's so much more easy to drink, at least for me, because it's a more of a liqueur. It's a lot lighter. <laughs> I mean, the Rocky is more like, it almost seems like the moonshine of Greece. Like they all make their own. <laughs> and it's actually, it's made from the leftovers from making wine. So whatever's left after they make the wine, they so um, the crap, ferment basically. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> In Italy, that's grappa. Yeah, so it's, it's probably their version of uh, of grappa. I guess the other burning question I have for you, Leia, is, you know, at every Greek restaurant I've been to in the, the States, they seem to want to set cheese on fire. And so is there actually a moment where they lit cheese on fire in Greece? Or is that just something we do here? No, we had n- we had no uh, flaming cheese in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it is like feta. So it's more, you know, fresh cheese are not like melting in as much. We did need cheese actually we learned how to make it so it was warm it wasn't on fire though (laughs) (laughs) i love it so uh let's let's talk about a couple more things that you did in in crete since it's such a cool place and you were there for several days what were some of the other things you guys got up to 
So some of the other things we did, we went to the Palace of Knossos, which you can't go to Crete and not go there. We had a bit of a drive there, but Mary told us all about the mythology. I was actually reading a mythology book, like a mythology adjacent book at the time. So it was cool to be reading that and then go to this place and see the labyrinth and throne and the different frescoes that are still they preserve that are there. And Mary navigated that like a pro. There were huge school groups that were there at the same time that we were like elementary children but it just seems so effortless the way like we didn't even know what her original plan was for the order that she was going to take us through things because if kids were in the way she would just go somewhere else and it felt so smooth I mean it's just I think if we had gone there on our own it would have been a bit more overwhelming of how are we going to see this and even that was not as crowded as it gets when there are more tourists that come in later in the summer that was um, one of the days we spent a lot of time there. We also went to little villages. One was almost like a colonial Williamsburg of Crete. Oh, fun. They were burning butter or making feta. Well, yeah. making feta. <laughs> yeah. sure. But we, I mean, we did make tzatziki. It's this town that they like reconstructed to look like a historic Crete. Crete town. So we had a tzatziki making lesson. I got up there. There was about eight of us who got our hands in and we're actually making it for our table. They served us a great lunch, got to explore a little bit, bought some olive oil. Oh, that was another thing we did in Crete. Reminds me that we did an olive oil tasting and got to learn about how they make olive oil. This is adult only exclusive stuff. So they don't go there with the kids, just the adults got to try some olive oil. Our guide said that Crete is the best place to buy olive oil and olives and honey. So we did. We brought some home. Leave room in your suitcase if you're going because, I mean, you can't get olive oil like that in the States. It's really amazing. And the other little town that we went to was in the mountains. And this was, I think, my favorite day that we had in Crete. It's this little town. I think total, there's about 90 people in the whole village area. In this one part of the town, I think there's maybe 15 or 20. We make our way up there. So Crete is just beautiful because there's beaches, beautiful beaches, ocean, and then really right there, these huge mountains. So we make our way. We're up in the mountains and the mayor of this town comes and greets us. And he was our guide of the town the whole day. The mayor is your guy? That's The mayor of this small town. And he was just the best character. So he's telling us all about the history. I got to ring the bell at the top of the <laughs> the town center. I accidentally rang it twice, which he said meant that's their their uh, code for fires. So <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Oops! I had to ring it again to cancel that because that was. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'm not meant to be a bell ringer. That's not my destiny. <laughs> so. Stick with your plan, Path Leia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes. So we learned how to make cheese. We got to try some different snacks. We had lots of Rocky. I mean, this was 1030 in the morning and he pulled out his Rocky. His Rocky. He needed you to know what his was the best, right? Yes. Well, that's the thing is, I guess the mayor of the town is in charge of the Rocky. <laughs> so he was very proud of his recipe, you know, was sharing all about the process with us. And then, of course, it's it's rude to turn it down. So 1030 that's just what you do so but i mean it was it was very fun we he brought us into his home we got to see where he lives what? i know but it was just so much culture and history and it, it, so personal right there and the people in this town live to be like 110 they're just 
very happy and healthy. We met um, one of the older women that lives there. She taught us how to make cheese pie. She gave us a lesson and someone else was interpreting for her because she doesn't speak English. But that was we got to try some. That was amazing. We had an incredible lunch. They make these meats that they slow cook in this oven. And they actually feel the oven with bread dough in the morning. And so it becomes this like like casing on the outside to keep the air out. And then they chip away this bread dough on the outside that's like gotten all hard. And then you just smell the smells of all of the incredible meats that are cooking inside and then they got to eat it. So it was it was an incredible day. Really amazing just to experience the the life of this small little town. And that's something I mean, we were asking our gods were like, how do you know where to, how to like how do you meet these people to take us to this little town because there's no tourists there i mean we roll up with our bus and it's this tiny little town and the older woman comes out of her house that is looking around <laughs> like who are these people <laughs> but i mean they just really go the extra mile to make connections and it's someone knows this other person who knows this person who knows the mayor and then the mayor welcomes us in and shows us all about their their way of life yeah, I mean, right for a place like this that doesn't, you know, this is not a tourist destination. Like you, your bus of people, you just overwhelmed the town, right? You just grew its population temporarily. I mean, we really dub- we like you know grew the population by fifty percent. <laughs> that's crazy. Ah, oh, that sounds amazing. So now, at, when you finish sort of your touring in Crete. Do you, does your ABD end in Crete or do you guys all, you know, fly back to Athens? Like how does the ABD end? So it does end in Crete. We had our farewell dinner in Crete at the hotel. That was such a fun little night of, they had um, traditional Greek dancers come out and we had a huge buffet and they always do a slideshow of photos at the very end of photos from throughout the trip. And Chris was even, I mean, there were photos from that night that were in the slideshow. So he was adding them. <laughs> I mean, they really put the work in, but it was an incredible just look back on the 10 days. And then most people fly home the next morning. We actually extended to stay an extra night at the resort. And I'm really glad we did. We often do this, um, just especially if the last place is some place that we you know, want to spend a little extra time in on our own. But after this trip, it did have a decent amount of downtime and free time, but it still felt like, I mean, we did a lot in those 10 days. They really, I mean, they pack it in, you, you're getting your money's worth, you're seeing a lot, you're, it's early mornings, you're, you're doing everything. So it was really great to have a day, just a beach day, unwind. It was Mother's Day. So we had a nice little brunch with you know my mom and grandmother to celebrate with them. Just enjoyed sleeping in, relaxing, being in the pool, being by the beach, hanging out. And we honestly could have done even another day after that because then we had to go and pack that night, which was kind of a bummer. But well, that sounds like an amazing trip. So then you all are flying home from from Crete then the following day. Yes. So we had to take a plane from Crete to Athens and then um, Athens to back to the states or wherever we were going. So, but they actually had transportation for us that day as well. So even though it was after the tour had officially ended, we got on a bus the very early hour in the morning <laughs> to take us to the airport in Crete. And we had, there were other people in our group that had stayed that were with us then as well. So, you know, even though it was after the guides had left and the tour was over, they were still taking care of us. There was an ABD wrap at the airport to make sure we got off smoothly and help us in case there were any issues. 
Oh, that's really nice, especially in places where not everybody speaks English. I mean, obviously, there's a big tourist industry in Greece. And so there's a lot of English speakers, but not everybody, um, you know, not every airport worker, not every hotel worker, you know, is going to speak fluent English. So it's really nice that ABD um, is there to, to help you with the transportation and all of that. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, really door to door. We're taken care of the whole way. Leah, I wanted to ask you this because most of the time, you know, we're talking to the the folks who uh, who actually paid for the trip. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but this is no, this is this is a this is a serious question. I want to know, you know, you've had a lot of experiences with Disney. You've grown up doing various kinds of Disney cruises and adventures by Disney. Are you still sort of passionate about traveling with Disney? And as you know, as you get older, is this something that you're going to want to do with your own family, or do you think you know you you can go online, you can see the price tag for this is it is it worth it to you yes definitely i mean i think there's going to be a period of time if my family is not bringing me on these trips where i will not simply not be able to go myself for a little while that's understandable <laughs> we've all yeah, been there I'm still we've in all school. Been there. right exactly <laughs> but i think just you know if money was no object for me right now and i was paying for them like yes 100 percent I think especially with adventures by disney it's just a different level of service and comfort and feeling safe in new places and really just feeling confident that no matter what, you'll be taken care of and you're going to have an amazing experience. They really know the best places to take you no matter where that is. And just talking with people who've done even some other guided tour groups that are kind of in that same category as ABD, it's like nothing compares. Every single experience, just the food that we had, they really pay attention to that. You know, we had an amazing time with amazing food, but that was a lot of their doing in terms of bringing us to places where they knew we would have good quality experience. There's attention to details, the celebrating my parents' anniversaries. They surprised my grandfather for his birthday with a cake. So just those little tiny things that like really make a difference in terms of creating lasting memories that, I mean, we're really going to cherish that time altogether as a family forever. So... I have one more question for you, sort of unrelated to Adventures by Disney, but related to my last question, uh, because I know you've done quite a few Disney cruises. You're platinum now on Disney Cruise Line. Um, I know you did Virgin Voyages. You know, if someone said, well, yeah, we're going to go on a cruise, you can pick the cruise line. Set aside the fact that you're on the DCL Duo podcast, because we love to talk about all kinds of different cruise lines on here to compare and contrast. Which cruise line would you pick to go on, Leah? Is this me like right now at my current age? Yeah. Yeah. You right now, you're 20 something. You are, you're still in, you're in graduate school now, right? Yes. So yeah. What would you, what would you pick if you're the one picking the cruise? I think I would pick Virgin for a group of my age. Yeah. Virgin is almost like Disney for adults in a way. It's, it's, it's similar like service and entertainment value, but without the, Without the little kids. I mean, it's, it's very different because it's <laughs> yeah. adults. Without Mickey. Right? It's without Mickey. Without Mickey yeah. and without the little without kids Mickey, running around. Right. Yeah. Really, right. But in terms of like caliber of entertainment and value and fun, I think for where I am right now, I think that's probably what I would pick. Well, Leah, we have reached that point in our show where I need to hand you over to Sam for some arbitrary questions, some arbitrary rules, and a dash of judgment are the round we call rapid fire. So Sam, take it away. 
Why, thank you, Brian. All right, Leia, I'm going to give you our classic rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you some Disney favorites and some Disney Cruise Line favorites, because that's my favorite version of rapid fire. So tell us, who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Favorite Disney character would have to be Belle. Oh, that's a good one. What is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Frozen. I know it's cliche, but I've watched it like a dozen times and it never gets old. Oh, oh, I love it. All right. Your favorite song? Reflection from Mulan. Oh, from Mulan. I love that song. Such a good song. All right. So we have to talk about your favorite Disney Cruise Line stage show. Now that we know your favorite character, your favorite movie, I'm, I'm wondering what your favorite stage show is going to be. Favorite stage show would have to be Aladdin. I know that's not the right answer on this podcast, but the genie is just too good every time. No, no. <laughs> All right, Leia. I was you were you were winning on all fronts until you said Aladdin. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I wanna I wanna put a plug in for every guest out there. Answer the question the way you want to answer it. Ignore my wife and her unnecessary level of judgment. Absolutely. Ignore ignore it. That's yes, that's just part of the fun. Aladdin's actually like the one of the first ones we saw because we were on the fantasy first. So it it was one of our first and, and it it was a really good one. And it is sometimes a really good one. All right. Favorite bar space on board any of the Disney ships that you've been on? So I've only been on one Disney cruise since I turned 21 because I turned 21 during COVID. Um, But my favorite so far is Skyline. Oh, yes. Such a good space, right? God, it's been for. It's been forever since we've been on the dream and the fantasy, but we love Skyline, especially on the fantasy. I definitely really want to try the rose on the wish though. Yes. You have to, you have to, and you have to go on the wish because there's so many great little bar spaces and your the rose is phenomenal. That's like I think that's my new favorite, even though I love Meridian on the Dream and the Fantasy. What is a favorite favorite activity to do on board a Disney ship? I love just relaxing by the adult pool with a drink and a book. That's that it sounds like Brian. That's what he likes to do. He wants to be laying by one of the adult pools with a drink in hand, maybe a magazine reading. All right. Favorite rotational dining? Royal Court. Ooh. All right. You like the escargot in the Chateaubriand? I know the escargot is controversial here, but I love it. My brother actually has a standing order of two escargot every night, no matter what restaurant we're in. So he's also a huge fan. I'm a fan as well. I'm a fan as well. There's not as much controversy as there are over truffle presets, but we will not talk about he who will not be named on this show right now. All right. This is another controversial question. Which one is your favorite ship? Fantasy, definitely for the nostalgia factor, since it's the ship I've been on the most, but I'm really would love to try the wonder and the wish. All right. That's a good answer. Okay. The last question I love to ask this of every guest, your bucket list cruise. If you could go anywhere on the world on a Disney Cruise Line ship, doesn't even have to be someplace that Disney Cruise Line currently goes, where are you going? Norway. Yes. Oh my God. You'll love it. So amazing. So, so amazing. The best. Well, thank you for playing, Leia. You got to tell us where are you going next? You guys have these amazing... Uh, vacations always. I feel like your family goes on the best vacations, maybe because your mom owns a travel agency. I don't know. That might be a good reason. But where where are you guys going next? 
So our next big trip will be summer 2025 when I graduate medical school and my brother graduates college. We're discussing Norway, but it's still a little bit up in the air. Well, that will be an amazing trip. I think you're going to love Norway. I really hope you guys get to take that cruise. And to many more other trips, I would love to have you back on the show to tell us about these amazing adventures, whether they be on Adventures by Disney, Virgin Voyages, Disney Cruise Line, or any of the other amazing places that you all go. Well, Leah, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I can only imagine as a graduate student in medicine uh, to chat with us about your amazing Greek adventure. And uh, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon if you'd like to help support the show. We really, truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.